Hello, my kings, queens, and lords on the internet. Thank you guys so much for coming back. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, just kick this one off. I like how I did last time where I kind of did something random in the beginning. So I'm going to try it again. Hopefully this one sticks. I don't know. But I decided to do just three random facts that I found found out about. Fact number one. Uh, the 1967 Outer Space Treaty forbids any nation from trying to own the moon. So that's so that's nice. At least we all know. No one can own the moon. That's just a huge chunk of land that we're not allowed to touch. Uh, let's see here. In 1916, Andaline and August, Augusta Van Buren became the first women to travel across the country on two solo motorcycles. They made it despite frequently being arrested for wearing pants. Just imagine being arrested for wearing pants. Like, why? Hmm. That's some that, that uh, I, that's some interesting research to look into. And number three, is Galileo's middle fingers on display at the Museo Galileo in Florence, Italy. Just a middle finger though, just a middle finger. But yeah, that's my that's my my three random facts for today. And let's get back into the podcast. Hello everyone, thank you guys for showing up again. Um, today we are going to talk about something that I thought of for a little bit. Um, kind of glad that you know, I was gonna say I I, I thought about <laughs> thought about something for the podcast in advance. Um, excuse me, it's like currently one thirty in the morning, and I'm kind of like I don't know why I'm doing it so late or early, but whatever. It's just my time doing it. My cat is staring at me as like as usual. I'm trying to figure out why I'm awake. And that's okay. But today we're going to be, I guess, talking about the alternatives to college. Uh, reason being is because I never went to college. <laughs> um, I think I talked about this a little bit last week um, with my uh, podcast. Um, think Talking about, I guess, like the great resignation. I'm not sure if I, th- I think I mentioned that podcast. And I know I think I referenced it before in past podcast episodes. I'm talking about, you know, I, I feel like, I think last one, I, uh, no, last one I talked about the resume. Um, and I think that's actually a good podcast episode to do later on, which I should make a note right now. Uh, what is the state of the resume? Let me put it this way. Is the resume becoming obsolete? That's a, that's probably better. There we go. There we go. So that's a note now. That should be something that would be great for another episode. That was a little detour. But the reason I wanted to... I know I've read this before about... At least in my area, I know... If you don't have a bachelor's degree, it's very hard to find a job. Um, and I know, and the reason I want to talk about this a little bit was because I know, um, I remember I was watching um, uh, one of the Instagram reels um, that I remember my mom sent me, and it was about, you know, Amazon workers, you know, and one, it was one TikTok, it was a t- I think it was TikTok that basically someone made, uh, basically detailing like why not to work there. And a lot of comments were just very off. Um, Basically, people saying, you know, don't work there if you don't like it there. Um, basically, how, you know, that job's not much different from any other job with the way they were describing things. 
And also, even though it's true, I feel like, you know, it's something that we, as a, as society moving forward, especially with the COVID and how everyone took a break from basically working to some extent, um, I feel like it's very, um, whatchamacallit, I feel like it did make me think about, at least in my local area, you know, because things can change from city to city, you know, county to county, state to state, province to province, country to country, wherever may have you. You know, someone like someone maybe in New York is gonna have a different circumstance from someone in Montana, for all, for all I know. So that that's just going for local circumstances, not even just personal circumstances. You know, my circumstance currently, like like people want to see at least associate's bachelor's degree at the, at the very least. You know, bachelor's degree associates with work experience. You know, so it's pretty hard to find a job knowing me currently I like I said I'm not in school currently um I am currently not you know I'm looking into classes um but I feel like it's just kind of discouraging looking at me like I have to go back to school now and basically in a sense I graduated in May 2019 from high school so I've been out of school for two years I'm like man I have to go back to school you know to relearn things and it's, it's difficult it's difficult to think about because I'm like man do I really want to go back to college? So it did make me think about, you know, alternatives that are available. And hopefully just, you know, just alternatives to taking, going straight to college. Because that's how the U.S. education system is. Go straight to college. I'm not sure it is in other countries. But at least you know here, you're encouraged. It's like, it's, it's nearly like almost a thing that everyone has to do is go straight to college. If you're not going to college, you're expected that you're going to the workforce or to go into the military. You can take a gap year, but I know some people have their own, you know, I feel like everyone has their own little debate about that, you know, whether a gap year is something that you should do or shouldn't do. Um, personally, I feel like it's a, it is a personal choice. I mean, I can see the pros and cons of that decision, you know, you can take a gap year and that will help, you know, and whatchamacallit, that can help with, you know, just maybe taking time to yourself. You, know, you went through 12 years of schooling, so finally just getting yourself just to get a little relief at man. I deserve a long break. I deserve a break from everything, um, which I feel like is definitely a good thing. Um, and then you have, you know, downsides, you know, like you are taking a good bit from that learning mindset that you had be in for 12 years. You are taking a good reset from that. So, you know, you will be a little, maybe a little behind from some people who might already be in college. I don't know. I feel like personally, that's a personal decision. I know some people might find more pros and cons to it. Um, but yeah, that's personally how I feel. But I know me going looking back in class, I'm like, what other options do I have um, outside of just um, college? And also the thing, um, what's, what is, what in the world? I do not remember clicking on that. But another, another article I was reading um, from the Harvard Business Review, which is hbr.org, um, they read, uh, Michael Hansen ran an article on this in May of this year, May, of 18, May 18th. Um, Brent said the U.S. education system isn't giving students what employers need. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, a base, but they did put a basic summary, so I'm glad they did that. And the summary basically reads, there's a direct disconnect between education and employability in the U.S. 
where employers view universities and colleges as the gatekeepers of workforce talent, yet those same institutions aren't prioritizing job skills and career readiness. This not only hurts employers, but also sets the average American worker up for failure before they even begin their career, as new employees who have been hired based on their four-year educational background often lack the actual skills needed to perform in their role. To create change as an industry, we must provide greater credibility to alternate education paths that allow students to gain enjoy employable skills. Now it's time for employers to increase credibility for skill-based hiring, to remove stigmas around vocational education, and to move forward to create equal opportunities for all students. The reason I, I remember I read this actually a little while ago, um, and maybe think about it, and, and I remember hearing about people who, you know, I remember hearing about someone who did work pretty high up in like a like construction business, and they're like, there's a lot of people who have degrees that are working like general labor jobs, and I maybe think about it, I was like, I remember my mom said in a lot of her jobs that she worked in, you know, people have like many bachelors, some have even master degrees, like they're very extremely smart people. But yet they can't even get a job because they have no experience. They don't have any skills that can be marketable to an employer. So, and I know some people are like, well, just take an internship. But I mean, like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you're getting experience, but I feel like that's the only thing you're getting. Because most internships people do forget are unpaid. You usually don't get paid for an internship. Um, and it says, I know one thing is like it talked about that, um, whatchamacallit. In this article, talk about um, non-traditional education. Um, it says, I, "This is a quick um, snippet from what it says in that little article." It says, "The U.S. may be one of the only countries where a stigma around vocational and technical training still exists. In Europe, countries such as Germany, Austria, and Switzerland have long seen vocational education as a pathway to the middle class and an effective system to provide students with the skills they need to further their career." Which is very true because, and it even goes on further to say, in America, two-thirds, around 65%, of all open jobs require a bachelor's or associate's degree, which eliminates the career path for millions of Americans and, quite frankly, is not necessary to succeed in many of today's open jobs. Which I found was so true. I remember I see, I remember you seeing, um, sorry, I think I tried my mic, seeing a lot of a, um, jobs like for receptionists. You know, just like basic receptionists, like just even for like, of like a gym or something requiring like an associate's degree. I'm like, what What do I need to go to school for two years for to become a receptionist? And you're not even paying that much. You're paying like $16 an hour. And in the in my local area, that's not enough to really, that I can't go, I can't get a studio apartment and live off that much. Like that's not like, it just bothered me. I was like, how? So, that made me think, what are the alternatives? You know, what are some realistic or just any alternatives that can be used against, not, I won't say against, but what can I do except going to college? And I do want to preface it by saying, because I remember even seeing, I think I mentioned before how I saw threads and comment sections, people complaining about, like they'll com- like, they'll like you know, go to college to get a job, or whatever. That's what we're taught in America. We're not taught, oh, there's apprenticeships. Oh, there's many different avenues where you can go. You know, counselors, guidance counselors, stuff in schools are not 
don't don't promote that. They promote going to college. They promote, oh, you need to go to this big, nice university. And it's like, why though? Like, out, like outside of saying, yeah, I have I graduated from this university. Employers, I think, at end day are not going to care. They'll hire someone who's been doesn't matter from what university. If that's what they really care for, then America is doomed. Let's just put it that way. There is doomed for a while, but it's going to be pretty doomed if that's what employers are really going to worry about. Is this as a piece of paper from a certain institution? Um, but they really do care about that. But at the same time, at the end of they're like, but can you do the job though? Do you have the experience that I'm looking for? So I don't have to put as much money into you to train you on how to do your job. If you can't say yes to that, then they're going to go into the next person. So without too much further ado, because that was pretty long. Um, I do want to just go into, I did see just a couple articles that just briefly talked about, you know, some of the, um, let's see, what you call it? Some of the alternatives to um, college. This is by no way saying that, because there's a lot of articles I'll be saying as well, excuse me, that college degrees are still worth it. Um, I know there, I, I just typed it in one time. There's like plenty of articles still saying, still go to college, you know. That four-year degree, yeah, you can go into debt for it, but you'll eventually pay it off. My, my thing is that I feel like some people don't, I'm like, I feel like that's for people who might, yeah, you'll eventually pay it off, but you will be taking a good while out to pay those to pay that off. You know, when you get a tax return, what the, what's that going to go to? Most likely some of your student loans. You know, if not all of it, you know, people have bills to pay and everything, you know, like, so it's, t- it's going to take a good while to pay it off. You know, not everyone is going to go into, you know, degrees that are going to pay them a lot of money. Um, just, just a show, it says, um, I found this website called discoverpraxis.com, um, which seems like it's his own little, uh, what's we call it? Let's see here. It's his own little, like, um, I guess you can say boot camp kind of thing. Uh, like 12-month boot, boot camp kind of place. Uh, they have a little diagram here. It says, recent graduates lack essential workplace skills. And it mentions four of them. One of them says, uh, 50% of employers feel that college graduates aren't prepared for the workplace. Uh, 44% of employers say that graduates' writing proficiency is inadequate. 60% of employers feel that Critical thinking and problem-solving skills are lacking, and 39% of employers say that graduates lack public speaking skills. Um, they found they took this from a pace from Pisco.com. It was a workplace released in 2016. Was this article written when though? Because I don't see a, a specific date, but based off what I'm seeing. I'm going to assume it's something hopefully updated pretty recently. Um, so I'm just kind of looking, just kind of briefly looking to see if they mentioned a date. I don't see one. Um, but I'm assuming it's within the past five years that data is being hopefully still a little re- relevant. Um, so I did want to go just through some things that could be alternatives. So. Um, I'm going to take a break from Discover Praxis. There's a website called globalcitizenyear.org. Um, let's see. I just make sure I give credit. I don't see 
I don't see a name. I don't see a name for this specific pers- person who ran this specific page. Um, but just now it's from globalcitizenyear.org. Um, title Exploring Alternatives to College 22 Realistic Options Other Than College. Um, not through all of like the exposition, um, but mainly just what they are saying are good alternatives. And let's just jump in. One of them says volunteer. And also service opportunities are a fantastic way to get diverse skills and training while discovering what you're passionate about. Take some take some time to discover can yield benefits for your community and also yourself. Um, so one of the things they did say is just kind of exploring yourself, you know, trying to find something that you know, find out more about yourself. Um, second thing says take a gap year. Um it says, you know, they believe that taking gap years is a fantastic way to get ready for whatever life throws at you, be a college or a career. So, like, travel the world, learn about yourself, develop skills, make lasting connections, you know. It's a great option besides college if you aren't sure what path to take. Three, travel. So, you know, like I said before, travel the world, you know. Take time to figure things out and, you know, don't just jump into, like, a small box. Take time to visit a lot of places. It says, four, take action for a cause you care about. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, five, it says hop, you can make a hopping to, you know, you can do like a little small, um, hustle, maybe turn your, maybe a hobby you really like into cash, um, getting creative with that, um, see here, alternative schooling, so there's, so one thing to mention is online colleges, um, so online colleges offer many of the benefits for a traditional college, but simply less expensive. Many quality options are cropping up if you want to attend college or are limited by location or ability to, to attend classes in person. Let's be honest, you know, especially coming out of COVID-19, we're well, not coming out of it, but after surrounding the initial hit, um, a, lot of, a lot of colleges did shut down their initial campuses and, you know, some are just starting to open back up, you know, with the mask mandates and, the, and social distancing and all that being involved. Um, but online colleges was, they move all theirs to online for a good bit. So on, you know online is going to stay. Um, so there's work colleges I've never heard about. It says work colleges are a great concept. Essentially, you work through the school to graduate without accruing crushing debt. If money is the issue, give these classroom real world combinations some consideration. I've never heard of a work college. I'm going to look that up later. Um, community college, um, which for those who, who want to know, like difference between like a regular college and a community college, community colleges, just in case you don't know, usually don't go anything above an associate's degree. Um, they usually are supposed to be transferable. And let's see here, like like they let's see what they explain as being. It says community colleges are often high quality, inexpensive ways of getting your first two years of education under your belt. You can then decide if you want to get a job and start your career, or continue the student life and keep on with education. So basically, like I was going to say, um, community colleges are basically two-year programs. So you will take basically, there are some things that you can just take a two-year program and just move straight on to something, you know, something career-wise um, or some just, or like certificates. Um, but usually you can go like that, get your like your general um, general ed classes and all that in. Um, you can just have those transferred to another college to start um, towards a four-year degree. And there's vocational skills, mm, vocational school, I'm sorry. 
um, like technical college versus trade school. Um, yeah, so these schools are, let's see, it says considered vocational school as an alternative to college. Technical colleges are a type of vocational skill that typically has a little more classroom focus, but it's all related to the job you want to get. Think IT, nursing, health science, or automotive technician. Trade school is a type of vocational school that is more, much more hands-on. Trade school commonly have degrees for things like electrician, uh, cosmetologist, welders, etc. So trade school is thinking about carpentry, electrician, plumbing. That's what trades usually are. And trades are good more so because you can go pretty much anywhere with that kind of trade. Um, you might have to learn little things here and there, but you essentially got all the good things down. Um, I never heard of a technical college, but I guess that's similar. Um, but you will be working little, let me actually look up technical college. I actually am learning some things today. Little things I want to look into. Work colleges, technical colleges, I didn't know these things even existed. Um, a job training program, um, which is literally just kind of like how some jobs, some, some jobs will actually train you, um, after they hire you. And that's, and it's different from, um, and what I mean here is it's different. Like outside of, you know, getting a high school diploma and maybe a certification, um, usually jobs do training to some extent once you hire, once I hire you on, like, just so you get, like, the basics down, know kind of, like, how to work things through the company. Um, but there are some job actual training programs that actually train you to, like, little specializations within a company. So, it's, so I feel like that's pretty good. Um, another thing it says apprenticeships um, or a fellowship. Um, and the, here's something I want to say. There's a difference between an internship and apprenticeship. Um, like I said before, an internship is usually unpaid. So you usually only go in there to get some type of work experience under your belt. So yes, you're working. So usually also at the same time, they want you are working towards usually a four year degree in a, a related field. So imagine if I wanted to go into, um, let's say, I don't know, let's say I wanted to get an internship at a tech company. Or let's say at, maybe like in a law firm or working in some type of financial field. I would already have to be working towards a degree in some type of finance, business, um, or something related into the internship I'm going for. Usually I will not be getting paid for the work, but I will begin an experience so I can put on my resume saying, yeah, I interned here before. Um, and some internships might actually um, hire you on like as a paid, like a paid employee after graduation. So that's what an internship is. An apprenticeship is just for those who don't know, is usually saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to, it's kind of like how a lot of things were done in the past. Like I'll mentor you into doing the job. So you are kind of getting the skills immediately instead of going to go through like a two year, four year program of, you know, all this money when apprenticeships is way more of a learn, earn while you learn. So you are already making money while learning the skill that you need, um, which I feel like is a great way. And I feel like I will encourage definitely that looking to that um, if you're interested, because you're learning a brand new, you're learning brand new skills while earning money at the same time. And other things they mentioned was like a coding or other kind of boot camps. I'm pretty sure we all heard of things like that, which they usually have like a good like like a boot camp basically is like is kind of you can say it's kind of like an intense training period where they just train you on these skills like pretty intensely uh, for no more than usually half a year 
um, before they're, you know, then they're like, all right, you know, then they usually will kind of get you set up within a job and everything. Um, and some coding boot camps will even be like, you know, what, you don't have to pay us anything until we get you a job and then you can start paying us, you know. So to me personally, I feel like that's um, something really, really cool to look at. I've looked at some. I just I'm a little iffy sometimes, but there are some good ones out there. You just have to do your own research. Another thing is online courses. There are some that are free or low cost, um, but you know, they're, like I said, it's kind of like with online colleges, except this one is not. Sometimes these are not really affiliated with any certain college. Um, you can take online courses, like say for QuickBooks. QuickBooks have their own like online courses um, that you can take um, and stuff like that, just to get like a skill or some or certification on your belt. So that's some what you call it. Um, what about say um, alternatives? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, and some other ones they mentioned was getting a job. So entry low positions, um, which is definitely good. Um, it says like getting an entry low position will teach you a lot about yourself, whether you want to work your way up or switch careers entirely, which let's be honest, you know, I feel like when you get an entry level, you're not getting too high up, but you are getting enough to be like, okay, like I'm kind of like, I'm testing the water. So I want to see if like you got what it takes for me to stay. Um, which I feel like some people do forget when you get a job, it is a two way thing. Like the employer is testing you, but you're also testing employer. Are they worth your time? The employer is already thinking that they're already trying to figure out if you're worth their time. You can be thinking the same thing. Are you worth my time? You know, is it something I really want to do? That's so entry level positions are pretty good. And there are some that will take you right out with a high school diploma. Um, there are some that might be like, okay, we at least want an associate's degree or certification, but there are some that will take you with just the bare minimum, just having a high school diploma or GED. Um, internships, like I talked about before, um, usually don't get paid, but you know, it, it does give you experience. Um, one of the things I hear that I didn't think about was getting a realtor license. Realtor? Realtor license. Sorry, I pronounced that weird. It says, realty can be an extremely lucrative career that requires no college, a short training program, a certification, and you can be in a career that doesn't, uh, that doesn't commonly make people millionaires. Let's think, let's think about this a little carefully, though. You have to be good at selling. Realtor license, usually you have to be good at selling houses to some degree. So... You know, if you're not in the selling kind of mindset, you know, I'm pretty sure other things you can do with a realtor license, um, but you will primarily, to make those millions, one, you have to be a very extremely hard worker and kind of be working pretty hard for a little bit. Um, but like I said, you know, usually there's a short little training program, certification, and boom, you have your realtor license. Make sure you just keep it up to date and all that. Um, military service, which I know, I think someone in my graduate class actually did go, just go straight to military after school. Um, so yes, <laughs> it's a difficult thing to do is, you know, not for everyone, but military service is there. And of course to start coaching a team, which I didn't think about, um, which will actually help you get experience and get you into a good field. So that's what Global Citizen Year has here. I actually am looking to see, because there are, because some of the things that are speaking here, 
is definitely pushed more to pushing towards their um their how can I say it their programs that they have available apparently. So I'll look into this to Global Citizen Year. I'm not sure about their credibility or liability as a source in that department. So I'll so I just want to make sure that I said, but they also have their own little course and thing that is a tra- traditional, you know, alternative to college. Oop, and just like that, I accidentally closed the other one out. Let me see. Please bring it back. Uh, I have to find it. There it is. I found it. I brought it back. Okay. So going back to discoverpraxis.com, um, I want to see if they have any other alternatives that they had here, apparently. Um, they have Praxis, which is their own um, alternative. They have they have their own kind of like little boot camp that they go through. Uh, they said that they focus on non-technical business roles. In other words, you don't need to know how to code to succeed through our program participants like exciting roles in sales, marketing, success, and operations. Um, Practice tuition costs $12,000, 93%, blah, blah, that. Not sponsored. I'm just reading what they post on the website as that they're one of the ultimate college alternatives, apparently. Just something to look at if you are interested. Um, apprenticeships, which are spoken about before. They have statistics, though. They said as of 2019, there are more than 633,000 registered apprentices in the U.S. alone. Um, the tw- 2019 financial year, uh, to the 252,000 individuals started apprenticeships, while 81 apprentices graduated from their apprenticeships. I also did forget to mention apprenticeships usually do run for anywhere from um, one year, or you know, usually from here from one year to maybe four to five years, um, which is the whole time you are learning and you're getting experience and everything. Because you think about it, it's kind of it's literally kind of like college, except you are learning the skills and earning money as you go. So instead of putting yourself in debt, you're learning money. I mean, not learn. You're earning money while learning skills. That's what I'm gonna say. It says there are around 25,000 registered apprenticeship programs in the U.S. today. Um, in the 2019 financial year, 3,133 new apprenticeship programs were launched, representing 128% growth since 20. Not, yeah, since 2009. Lord, uh, I'm trying to see if they have anything else that um that were there from the other website. Um, one thing that they do have here is starting a business, which let's think about a lot. There's some business that people didn't go to college for, but they did start something. Think, like think about it to a degree, like even like YouTubers, YouTubers sometimes start businesses and they're to face their own brand. You know, I know some YouTubers like Alicia Marie and Ashley Nicole, like they started to own, um, parallel apparel clothing brand. Um, which is basically another business outside of their own merch sales and outside of, you know, their own YouTube channels. So, you know, starting a business is, doesn't take a lot of energy and takes the right kind of mindset, the entrepreneurial mindset, but it definitely has worked out for quite a few number of people. I'm pretty sure you can just look it up and find plenty of people to, you know, actually, you know, do well by the company. It says, currently... Excuse me. It says 14% of the American workforce or 22 million people are self-employed. So basically mean that they have their own businesses set to decide. 
I'm going to assume that these were taken by 2020, so by last year at least. This article was written, or at least last updated. I'm not sure because they don't have a specific date on their website for this one as well. Um, there's Realtor. It says, join an accelerator, which I don't know anything about. It says, you have a great idea for a startup, but need some cash and mentorship to get off the ground. You can apply for a fellowship, incubator, or accelerator like Y Combinator, the Theo Fellowship, or Echoing Green. Accelerators are fixed-term programs that nurture and mentor startups provide all sorts of resources, financing, education, and networking opportunities to help them succeed. Participating in Accelerator is an intense, immersive, and competitive process that typically culminates in pitching your startup to venture capitalists or investors. So basically Shark Tank. <laughs> That's just what I'm hearing. Basically Shark Tank. Um, since in the United States, there are 30 million jobs that pay an average of 55k a year that don't require a bachelor's degree, which is kind of insane to think about. It's kind of insane. Oh, like, oh, the, the, so they mentioned it here. Um, like I talked about before, it says employers value experience over academic attainment. 37% of employers say experience is the most important qualification in a job applicant. In large organizations with more than 10,000 employees, basically, experience wins over a degree 44% of the time. That's actually pretty good for me to hear. Because I don't have a de degree at all. Not saying that... It, I know some people, like, even my mom, she doesn't have a degree, but she's been told probably a lot of employers that would help. Like, it would help even just boost the pay just because you have a degree. It says, according to 45% of recruiters and hiring managers, an applicant's potential is the most important hiring consideration, not their educational attainment. Because, you know, think about it. A lot of people can actually go to college and probably graduate if they really wanted to. And, you know, the thing about it, to some degree, put themselves in debt enough. But, you know, not everyone's going to have the skills to actually thrive in a work environment. So, you know, I feel like that is the, that's definitely a very big point that I'm glad that they pointed out here. Um, one thing says, like, here's to hone your skills. Um, this is one of the big limitations of college is that it tends to deliver a very general education which limits how well you learn any specific skill. And what you do learn is taught in such a high-level, theoretical way that you don't get to do much hands-on, learn by doing, practice-based learning. This means after four... That, mm, let's calm down. This means that after four years, you may have a lot of surface-level knowledge of skills, but very little practical mastery. Um, which, if you think about it, is pretty true because if you think about it this way, a lot of jobs... And like I know, because I've been thinking about a lot of oh, colleges actually, been saying how like they will help you get a job ready. Which you think about, I was like, okay, was that the goal of my 12 years of being in high school? Like, wasn't it supposed to help me learn things so I can apply into my everyday life? Like, I, I don't get it why I'm now going back to college to kind of repeat the cycle. So, you know, I know a lot of people are. I know some colleges have placed ads for that. Um, it says here that there's a 10,000-hour rule, though. Um, it says, in his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell suggests that it takes at least 10,000 hours of practice to achieve mastery at any given skill. But what do 10,000 hours look like in reality? It says, if you worked at something for eight hours, five days a week, for 50 weeks a year, that would amount to, that would amount to 2,000 hours. That means it will take you about five years to become a master of your craft. In other words, going to college for four years or more robs you of some 8,000 hours you could have been spending spent honing a skill. 
On the other hand, if you work at a chosen skill like it's a job or made it your job, for those four years, you've been nearing 10,000 hours by the time your peers are graduating. Which, I mean, I have nothing really to say about that. I just know that's, that's what they're saying. But that does make sense. I mean, by the time everyone's graduating, like, even though, like, YouTube and stuff like that, like, who have, like, millions of subscribers, like, they didn't get there overnight. You know, they've been, they've been working for quite a long time to get where they are. They had to keep grinding. You know, and they eventually are at a place where they're comfortable now. They make a decent amount of money to help keep them afloat. So it's definitely something I feel like is noticeable and reasonable to say. Okay, they say something about internship. That's okay. Uh, Montage your hobbies. Build digital footprint and audience. So there's basically talking about like YouTubers, um, like, you know, start a YouTube channel. Um, start a blog, um, TikTok, of course, <laughs> of course, so this is definitely recent, because they had to in- include TikTok, um, make it a podcast, become a Switch streamer, um, start online courses, such as people doing Skillshare, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen a YouTuber have a Skillshare um, sponsorship, but basically, you know, do everything, and eventually it can become a full-time job, and well-paying as well, um, but hey, just monetizing content and doing things like that is pretty well. Um, learn a trade. So this kind of goes into, you know, like we talked about earlier, um, like vocational kind of schooling, um, trade school, stuff like that. It says here, according to the U.S. Department of Education, in the next five years, there will be 68% more job openings in infrastructure-related fields than there are people trained to fill them. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Construction, healthcare, healthcare assistance, and personal care will account for around a third of new jobs through 2022. Which thing about that is kind of true because I remember I think I talked about this before with my mom. I know my mom actually really wanted me to go into getting a trade. Um, and the thing about it is because it's job security. Like there will always be someone who needs that these kind of people. You always need someone who knows how to fix something going on in your house, fix something going on wrong with your car. You know. You'll always need hospitals. Like, these jobs will always need, be needed. So you will have job security, you know. But you think about, like, who wants to become a plumber? Not too many people will probably woke up one day and say, I want to be a plumber, you know. But the thing about someone's going to need that. Someone's going to need a plumber. Like, someone's going to need help fixing with the pipes and everything. So you know you will be there to, to help out and stuff like that. So... There's something just to think about. The learning trade is definitely a good alternative. 15 says move away from your hometown. And it says starting over a new place and reinventing yourself without the social pressures and expectation of your family, childhood friends, and others who are close to you is probably one of the most appealing things about college. But the truth is you don't need college for any of that. Moving away and trying things on your own can be a doorway to all kinds of new adventures. Get out into the world, explore, and figure out who you are when the people who, who know you aren't around. Um, so, basically, go live your life. <laughs> um, I thought, I was going to say I thought about this before, you know, and I feel like sometimes we, we are definitely, we all wear a mask, depending on people we're around. Like, we would wear a different mask around our friends than we wear with talking to our parents. Like, we wear a different, we do wear a different mask, we are a different person. So, 
you know, moving away from hometown, moving away from people who know you and have will hold you to certain expectations. You know, we just learn things about yourself and learn, I actually like this better, I don't like this. You know, it's just a good way of learning yourself, which I do agree with. Excuse me. So they mentioned traveling, um, volunteering. Let's see here. They also mentioned getting into marketing. And they mentioned how to become a freelance marketer. Uh, it says one says actively learn everything you can about marketing, consumer podcasts, blogs, videos, get online certifications, etc., etc. It says two market your own or your neighbors like blog, website, YouTube channel. Run your local bakery's Instagram. Do it for free. Gain experience. Experiment and learn some more. It says three specialize. Don't be the jack of all trades, but the master of none. The more you specialize, the more the better you'll be at what you do. It's forces get to work, get pitching and create content that brings clients to you and show off your skills and your results. I think that's actually how consultation works. I know some cons- there's some people who can like social media ma- um, management is actually a good big thing. Um, there are people who need people to run their social media accounts and you know talk to people up there, do all that good stuff. Uh, write a book. <laughs> I, I swear, I actually seen this a lot, actually. People are like, just write a book. I'm like, what do I have to write a whole book about? But, I mean, look, you're into writing. You know, there are plenty of people who write comms and stuff online, like Webtoon and stuff like that. Like, you can do that make a little bit, make a little chump change. You know, hone your craft. Um, 20, build a career in fitness. I actually have been seeing this as well quite a bit lately. Mm recently excuse me where just not even fitness influencers like on instagram and youtube but just like people who want like fitness managers like people who you know like an actual thing like you can actually go to school even to learn to do this kind of stuff so that's cool that's something you can do and the last thing they mentioned here was earn money playing video games while with esports um i actually heard also yeah, for esports stuff like this, like it's a very competitive market. Like you don't expect to be like start to valley, start to valley your way through it. Which I actually, we'll take that back. I actually remember hearing that uh, they actually have like a Stardew Valley like com- competition going on. The, like I think um, the creator is also pitching in for this competition that's going on for Stardew Valley. So I'll take that back. But like don't expect like to be like we're gonna play some Tetris <laughs> or something. I don't know. I know that's actually pretty competitive. Um, place to be in with esports, and it's actually not just all like, ro- like, you know, like all peachy, like you no know, easy, easy squeeze, lemon squeeze, or whatever. So, you know, but it's but it's definitely a good market. You know, don't do esports and your Twitch streamer at the same time. The, the go for it. You know, you're making your bank. You're making your monies. Um, yeah. But those are some good, um, what should we call it? Mm, what was I say? Those are some good alternatives to college. And yeah, <laughs> I hope this helps some someone out there. Cause I feel like it's helped me. I now know that work colleges are work colleges are a thing. I didn't know they were even a thing. Um, but yeah. I hope someone has learned something from this podcast. It was just something that I just wanted to do. Like, hey, you're all alternatives. Do research, you know. 
especially if you're not sure of going to college and getting a four-year degree is something that you want to do. You know, just just know there are alternatives. And I feel like I, I wish that employers would take note of those more than just a four-year degree. Just my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, this is where I'm going to drop off with the day. Thank you guys so much for listening. And stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.